Welcome, and thank you for listening to the 9-7 Podcast, where we talk about our journey from 9-7 to now. We are your hosts, Richard and Mary Robinson. Though we aren't relationship experts, we've learned a lot along the way since 9-7. Hello, everyone. Hey. Well, darn. That was really... (laughs) Hey. It's a Monday. (laughs) I hope everyone out there is doing well and that you've all had a great week. We have. Mm -hmm. Had a great week. Yeah, we did. We had a wonderful week. Um, So what do you want to talk about today, my love? Um, I think today we're going to talk about unity. Unity. Interesting. So... What do you think of when you hear the word unity? Queen Latifah. You and I, T-Y. Always. <laughs> um, what else? Um, togetherness. Um, shared memories. Um, working together for a common goal. Absolutely. I think some people get it confused because a lot of people take unity to mean sameness like the same but I disagree in the way of it doesn't mean that you have to be like into the same things why not because and hear me out Mm -hmm. in the way of um not in the way of but because what to me unity is together working towards a common goal so, like, for example, um, football, basketball, the common goal is to make the touchdown or make the basket. Mm-hmm. But everybody on the team is not the same. Like, their role isn't the same. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, unity means togetherness toward a common purpose. But... In relationships between men and women, uh, don't you have to like the things I like? Not everything. Um, how else are we compatible? <laughs> I don't like everything that you like. I mean, but you're supposed to, right? No. You sure? Mm. Okay. You we... like everything that I like? Nah. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure Mm-mm. we're on the same page Mm-mm. here. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, yes, there are some things that we like like one of the things that unified if you want to use that word or that gave us some common ground early on was music Mm -hmm. you know so but that wasn't like a part of like a purpose it was more like a common ground yeah something that we enjoyed together something that we could do or listen to that we could talk intelligently about and just really, we that was something that we just had in common. Just kind of like enjoy together, right? Right. Like, like fine art. Like if you enjoy going to the museums and looking at fine art, and then you meet somebody who likes going to museums and looking at fine art, that's just a common ground yes. is what you're saying. Right. But in the music, don't you like the same music I like? A lot of the same music. I mean, all of it. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, that's the very honest truth. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I was just bringing, kind of bringing home that point that we're still two individuals. Yes. So that wasn't me being facetious. It's just, you know, we're two individuals. So we both enjoy music, but, you know, we can have a lively discussion about who's the best MC, who's the best lyricist. Who's the best vocalist? Right. Like, even, I mean, all of it is just opinion yeah. at the end of the day, but we can have a conversation that doesn't devolve into an argument right. about these topics, which I think helps a lot, you know, when you have that kind of common ground. Um, you know, I feel like those commonalities become the building blocks that leads you to being able to unify right. towards a goal. Absolutely, because it, it creates an environment where you feel like you can state your opinion and know that it's going to be heard. And not be attacked. And not be attacked. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're discussing things, and if you're us, you're discussing them at length and at depth. <laughs> <laughs> um, to the point where we may disagree, but it's never, you never leave the conversation feeling like, well, Dad, I'll never talk about that again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always you leave the conversation having learned a little bit, still might have your opinion, or maybe you were swayed a little bit um, in the midst of the conversation, but you'll never leave feeling degraded mm-hmm. or any, and in, 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 in that way, you'll um, build up the the trust factor that also comes along with unity. Yeah, because you surely can't unify if you don't have trust. If you don't trust the other person, yeah. And let me let me just take a second. To, and that's Bible too. Yeah, it's something Matthew something or another where it talks about um, um, a house that doesn't just that doesn't agree won't stand. Yeah, can two walk together so they agree? No, it's a different one. No, oh. but I can't remember me, it right now though. Let me take a second to applaud you. Oh, okay. Let me square up and hear this out. Okay. Yeah, look, you already. I was trying to <laughs> applaud you earlier, uh, but just in the way of our conversations, because I know um, sometimes I can be long-winded. Oh yes, you can. So I applaud you <laughs> and your patience at my long-windedness, especially when I'm being very deliberate with my words and taking some time to think. As I'm speaking, mm-hmm. so there's those long pauses between my words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. And you're a lot better at that than I am. Thank like you. getting out all of your thoughts. So like getting out your thoughts in the midst of a conversation, I have to sometimes let things marinate. Yeah. And, and digest so that I can fully understand what it is that I heard so that I can respond intelligently. Mm-hmm. So and, and sometimes to gather your thoughts and your own opinion about a topic, too. You've told me that before, that yeah. sometimes you pause to, wait, how do I feel? How do to, I feel? Yeah. yeah, and you're very quick to be like, nah, or yeah. Yeah. And roll with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not me. Did I you, need to really digest things. Yeah. 
But did you did you find that verse? I did. It was Matthew twelve and twenty five, um, and then the red text. Remember that? Oh the yeah, comedian, the comedian kept saying that the other day yeah. on um, Keep Your Distance Comedy. If you haven't been um, going to those shows, you're missing out. Yeah, that's become a really great date night every other week for yeah. us. Um, they got a couple of more coming up. Yeah, it's a couple more. Kev on stage, Keep Your Distance Comedy. It's been a great, great, great asset to our not being able to go out on real dates yeah <laughs> date nights especially since they don't they don't record it so yeah, you only you get, get to it watch and then it right you get there. it for 24 or 48 hours and that's, that's it. it yeah but it says um every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined and every city or household divided against itself will not stand so there's that unity trust piece that's necessary in relationships mm-hmm and then I think the other thing in unity that's really important is uh, not only trust, but identifying that thing to unify on. Yes. I think that that's a that's also an interesting situation because if if I'm achieving or going after a certain thing and we don't agree on that's the thing mm-hmm. to go after that. Not necessarily cause strife because there's plenty of households that make it work. Where yeah, but it would the, definitely cause some friction, though. Yeah, yeah, especially when the interests co- conflict mm-hmm. or compete when right. they're competing interests. That's definitely a thing. But then, what are what are a couple of other things that you identify with unity in in a relationship? Because mm-hmm. you because you already said that you didn't agree with. We have to be exactly alike or exactly the same or some of those kind of things. But what does what does unity look like in in a relationship? I mean, something as simple as like when we were first dating, do you want children? Like you have to be united in that Mm -hmm. you can't one person can't say yes and the other one say no. And then you're hard pressed on it. It just won't work, Mm. you know, or, but but it can be, um, as simple as like, for example, Halloween is this weekend, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't really do Halloween, right? but we were unified in that, but it would have been a lot more difficult or a lot more conversation involved, we'll say. If one of us was gun ho about no, we need to do this, and the other one was like nah, fam. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's little things like that. Like when you're raising kids, you know the way that they're going to be raised, and there's all of those little things along the way that you have to become unified in. Well, I think I think if we're talking about a relationship pre and post kids. I am 100% on board with the fact that we need to always be unified when it comes to decisions for the kids. Yes. Because they will quickly see that difference and go, well. And try to manipulate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and not and not that kid, children are malicious. They just. No, it's just they. See the situation. And by nature, people are selfish. So. Mm-hmm. 
they're like, okay, so daddy said no, but mommy looked like maybe. So I'm going to go ask mommy a couple mm. more times and she'll probably say yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then quickly they'll learn for these kind of questions. I don't ask this parent. I go ask the other mm-hmm. because that parent is more likely to say yes to these types of things. So having that unified front for children and talking through those things, um, I think is is hyper important to find mm-hmm. the, the unity in that and to be, um, you know, one one kind of one ideal mm-hmm. uh, if possible. But that takes a lot of a lot of different conversations and and a fair amount of negotiation. I think sometimes you know depending yeah. on your relationship. Um, I think that's a, a fair amount of a negotiation that can happen in that if, especially like you said, if one parent is dead set on something mm-hmm. that the other parent is kind of on the fence about. Yeah. But that's very much a pick your battle situation. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? What do you mean? In the, in the, in the pre kid scenario mm-hmm. where it's just you and I, mm-hmm. you know, what, were there battles to be fought over what we're unified on or was it changing my opinion on something so that we could be more unified? Like how does that, how does unity play out in a relationship from just, just man and women, no kids? I mean, <laughs> it could be as simple as, cause I mean, when we got married, we didn't have very much. So mm-hmm. we had one TV yeah. So if it was like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be on a simpler note, uh, I don't, I don't really want to watch this. And you're like, but I really do want to watch this. I mean, that's that's a a simple disagreement, but a disagreement nonetheless. Because now it's like, am I gonna go in the other room and just be mad because I couldn't watch this thing, or am I gonna sit here and just complain until he lets me watch what I want to watch? Um, I mean, that that's just a simple, a simple, um, a example. simple example of time a time that I, it can cause some friction. I'm having a hard time coming up with one that was a little more complex at this very moment. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? I think one of the things that make unity interesting and, and kind of not hard, but I think one of the things about unity that, that is a interesting dynamic in relationships is the things that, that, it affects that if you're not united, if you follow what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So like uh, simple things like us having a discussion and us having a discussion in private about how we felt about COVID and what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then we came to an agreement that I guess um looks as if a united front or we were united in the in the idea of that when you know some of the restrictions got lifted and they were trying to restart extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. we were just like no that's not that's not happening for us um 
but I think it becomes a, a strange thing to mitigate, I guess, mm-hmm. as as your as the relationship is evolving, because like you said, it starts out with simpler things like I don't want to watch this. Right. But then you have like, do you want kids conversations? Mm-hmm. Then you have kids and it's like, are we going to church? Or are we not going to church? Are we this type of family or that type of right. family? And I think. You know, having those kind of conversations in private so that you kind of create an environment for the kids that feels like, oh, they just agree on this. And and when they get older, they tell the story like this is the type of household I grew up in. Mm -hmm. I think it it is strangely fluid in a way. Right. Where now that we're the adults and the parents, I don't know how many conversations our parents had behind the scenes right. that ended up creating the environment that we grew up in right. because to us mom said this and dad agreed or dad said this and mom agreed so that was just that's just the way it was that's just the way it was and at some point you just take it as that and you don't even question it you know what i'm saying but how many what i feel like are very fluid conversations because these situations are new for us mm-hmm and we kind of have a conversation and we don't always agree. And then we come out of the conversation with like this, this ideal and that ideal ends up guiding our decision making right? as that situation evolves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that to me, that's kind of how it feels in a very practical, um, dare I say, tactical kind of day-to-day experience right because we could wake up tomorrow and they could be like there's no restrictions and you can do anything and the kids might be like well let's go to the amusement park right but the ideal that we have now as a couple mm-hmm. it becomes kind of the the guiding the thing, guiding force yeah you know from a from a from a unity perspective right but i, I also think that the other side of that though is you know, kind of the fun side too, because a lot of times we have these conversations, and sometimes um, they're not always so serious. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times they are. Like, yeah, we have our share of serious. Like, I mean, thankfully, after almost eighteen years together, I mean, eighteen years married, nineteen, twenty, twenty, twenty-three, <laughs> twenty. It's late, y'all. My math brain isn't as. Uh, exact as it normally is 23 years um together we pretty much see like we've we've built up that trust and purpose driven decision making oh mm, that's good that purpose is good. driven decision making mm. <laughs> we built that up so much <laughs> that we don't have to have at length discussions about most things and if we are having that length discussions it's because we're like shifting a focus or or we're you know trying to make a a life change like oh and we had to move up here like that was a little bit more of an at length discussion because it was completely shifting a part of our life Mm -hmm. but for the most part because we and I'll pat us both on the back, have done a great job of 
building trust and open communication, honest communication. Remember the first episode we said we were hot, mm-hmm. we were honest, open, and very transparent mm-hmm. um, about the things that the decisions that we make together, and you know those same that same hotness about the decisions that we make for ourselves individually and the way that may or may not impact each other. Mm -hmm. So because we've like really built up on the trust factor, the common purpose, we don't have to have those conversations so at length as earlier on. So we kind of get through that quicker and then we can get to doing like, you know the fun stuff the fun hobby like still you know bringing that bond Mm -hmm. that we've always had Mm -hmm. with one another we can do those types of things i think i think one thing for me that that you know now that you bring that up that's really interesting to me is that uh it seems like our longest conversations now are are when there's something totally brand new Mm -hmm. right like oh we've never encountered this before how do we mitigate this or what's our stance on it? Yeah, a lot situation. of the parenting stuff brings up some long yeah. conversations because yeah. it's new every day. It's super like. new. Yeah. And then and then I think the other one that's real funny and, and I've noticed this from both ends is when we disagree. Mm-hmm. We'll because there's been some sometimes where we have a conversation about a topic and we need to formulate some kind of stance. Right. As a as a couple. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to a point where it's kind of like a a stalemate Mm -hmm. and we'll stop. We'll come back to the conversation usually the next day. Mm -hmm. Right. Where both of us had some time to think um, and cool off even maybe. Um, But then we come back. And usually, especially if the conversation is one-sided, right? Right, And the other person will come back to the other person with the most sincerest effort to understand that point of view. Yeah. And that tends to be a longer conversation because we really start to dive into, well, you said this and that implies that. What did you that, mean by this? And what did you mean that? Because this and, is what I think. Right. What did you... What did you want to relay when you said right, that because this is how i took it and things like that i think those are the only two moments where we get really at length now because mm-hmm. i think in almost almost everything else like you said with with having a lot of trust and and building up the relationship the way we have some of our conversations that seem like it's a topic that will be really long mm-hmm. i mean some of them we've gotten down to just a kind of a glance and do you think I'm okay with that? And yeah, you yeah, did. And then we just keep moving, which, which is great for me because I had this story of my grandparents. Right. And I remember the first time I realized I, well, the first time I thought they had uh ESP <laughs> because my grandma came into the living room. <laughs> she asked my grandfather a question. He didn't respond. And she carried on the conversation. So it was just like, Robert, do you want lima beans or something? He didn't say anything. No, I know you ain't want that. I think I'm going to just switch to this. He still didn't say anything. She was like, but on second thought, if I don't cook them now, then when I'm going to cook them, because you got to eat them, 
no, nah, you're right. I'm going to just switch to this. And I sat there in amazement because I was like, and he had never, you know, he was watching like Andy Griffith, the Andy Griffith show or whatever. And he never. Never cracked his lips. Yeah. He never even turned his head to acknowledge that she was talking. And I was like, grandma just had this whole conversation to herself. But, mm-hmm. you know, at that point they were 60 plus years together. Yeah. And I was like, man. And, you know, now when we have some of those conversations where it's just like, how you feeling? Yeah. All right. Okay. Love you. And that's the whole conversation. I'm like, that's how they evolved to that point Mm -hmm. where, you know, you just understand the other person's perspective enough where some of those kind of things is really you just saying it out loud to hear yourself say it, but you kind of know the outcome of it. Right. You know, but I don't think that's an excuse to not run things past your spouse. Right. In in that same situation with your grandparents, because we've been together for a long time. And I remember being over there. Jeez, I don't know. We weren't married yet. So we were looking at a long time ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Probably 19, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And grandma was having one of those conversations with him. And he was like, watch this, watch this. And your grandpa, oh, I remember this. <laughs> I she remember said this. something, and he and it was one of those conversations where she was saying it to him, but she already knew what the outcome was going to be, and he threw a monkey wrench. Yeah, it was something like, "Now, nah, love, want, I want the spaghetti, want or lima beans, or something." She said, and I can't remember exactly, but he was like, "No, nah, I want this." She's like, "What? Yeah. What you mean you want that? I know you don't want that. You don't even know how to eat that." It was so. Funny. And, and he, he just crackled like, and cackled. Yeah. He was like. I DC, do remember I told that. you, I told you, she always going to get her worked up. I remember that. Because he looked at you and he just cracked his grin. She was he letting him just, have it. I mean, he thought was, that thing was so funny. From ear to and he ear. he said, I told you, I was going to get her worked up. <laughs> watch this, watch this. I remember that. I remember that. Oh, and then he said, no, no, love. I'm, I was just, I, I want the whatever, the Wh- first whatever. option that yeah. she knew he wanted anyway. Yeah. But that thing, it tickled me. I said, these two right here, these are just hilarious. Yeah. And that's that's a great place to be in, you know, when you can evolve to, to that point. That's a that's a really that's great a, that's place. That's a level of trust, too, when you know what buttons you can push to get to do, get the reaction you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of trust in, in there, you know. And understanding, and you know that person that well to know, if I say this, they gonna get their feathers ruffled, and then they'll come back down. When I be like, I'm just kidding. What 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 the guy say on on the comedy thing? Uh, when she gets you so mad, you don't know what to do with yeah. your hands. <laughs> <laughs> that was he the said, best. When you get so mad, your hands just be doing whatever. <laughs> you don't know what to do with your hands, and his fingers started waving. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's that's. Trust is a, a really, a really big, a really, really, really big it's deal. It's kind of hard to not be unified if you don't trust someone. You think so? I do. Because you have to at least trust that the the purpose is worthwhile. The purpose that you're unified about? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, I honestly thought you were going to go in a different direction with that and say... Uh, one of the big things about trust in unity is trusting that that person, when you're not around, is going to act in the greater good. 
Right, but isn't that the purpose? I guess so. Okay. That's what we said the same thing. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure. See, see, like right there, that you know, I I say it different. You say it different, but we really do mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. Got to clarify. Mm-hmm. Just a communication. Yeah. Just clear, clear communication. That's right. And being honest with yourself. Truth. Because you know you got to be honest with yourself to be like, no, you're right. We're saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I want to be like, no, we're not saying the same thing because you ain't said it the way I said it. So we're not saying the same thing. <laughs> you are literally using different words. Like, that is not the same. But that's where I started off the episode with. Sameness is not necessarily the same as unity. Right. Right. Which is, which is still interesting because I feel like that's something people get confused a lot. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't agree on this. So... We're not unified or this person doesn't listen to me when I say things. So because or you like Cheerios and I like Rice Krispies. So we can never be unified. We can never be unified. Never mind the fact that they're both cereal and you can sit and eat cereal together. But because it's not the same. And some of that is about being open, right? That's a big part of that. Yeah. You being open to something different mm-hmm. or a different perspective right like if you listen to r&b and you think somebody in r&b is the greatest singer ever and uh somebody else listens to it and go huh, they sound all right to me right you can't necessarily disown them right you know what i'm saying but if you listen to their reasoning you know it might illuminate you to just not only a different perspective but maybe things that you didn't think of because i know when when you and i you know first started indulging in our love of music together on some of our long rides through the country it was real interesting to hear you talk about like the different voice octaves yeah because i can distinctly remember like because i always have really loved hip-hop r&b gospel right mm-hmm. and you were more of a hip-hop guy mm-hmm. but i mean yeah you would listen to all kinds of music yeah rock alternative you know, classic rock yeah funk. and um i kind of classify funk and stuff in r&b but anyway because of my parents and whatnot they're yeah, a little yeah. bit older i understand but um motown yeah all of that i remember you like you were asking me about why I liked R&B. And that was the conversation when I was like, it's just the way people can use their voices. Mm -hmm. And then if you're talking groups, the way they use their voices together to make a sound. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that was something you had ever thought about before Mm because you were just like, oh, oh, okay. And then we would play some songs and I would like, listen, and I can carry a tune so I could kind of mm-hmm. point out, okay, this person's singing this way. Mm-hmm. And then now listen to this person who's not the same tone, but it's all harmonizing together. And you mm-hmm. were like, oh. Which really helped open the door to why when I listen to gospel, I enjoy choirs yeah, more you do. than the individual. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be an individual gospel singer. And I'll be like, oh, that's... I mean, there's some fire ones out there. Don't don't get me to name it. No, I'm just saying. I'll be like, you're great (laughs) in the genre of gospel. You're great to me. 
but a good choir yeah. will actually move me right when a choir is doing gospel i don't know why it's that specific thing a gospel because you choir. enjoy the blending of the sound it's just that you probably that probably has always been the thing you liked about gospel you just didn't know how to put the words to it exactly and i think again being open to the discussion you get you gave me that vocabulary very early which was because in hip-hop i don't necessarily enjoy that those kind of vocal arrangements you know what i'm saying and in r&b do you really have like vocal arrangements like that in hip? I mean, I, you mean like if someone has someone singing the hook or something? Yeah, you can have someone singing the hook, but you could actually literally have a choir in art in a hip hop song. I don't remember things like that when we were younger. Like more recently, I hear it more. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah, those kind of things in that genre don't necessarily appeal to me. Mm-hmm. But the same thing for like some like hard rock ballads will have like choirs and stuff in them, right? But then, um, but then in R and B too, I'm a big fan of the individual singer. I want to hear one person sing. With a good background arrangement, is what I would prefer in R and B. You know what I'm saying? So it's weird how I have these different kind of preferences mm-hmm. depending on the genre, the type of music they're singing, right? That the, at least the type of music that I classify them in, because you know, like now. The way we t- the way we listen to music, sometimes you get rock bands doing rap, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of crisscross. So, but based on how I classify the music personally, so that right. way, if any other music heads are listening, you know, and you classify music differently, don't don't come after me. Right. It's all yeah. it's all um, opinions. It's just opinions. Just opinions. We're no experts. Yeah, but so I think I think that's a big part of how you help get to a unified front is mm-hmm. when you're having those conversations, being open to the other person's perspective enough to, well, well, in thinking about it, being open enough and trusting the other person enough to allow them to persuade you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which I think is a really vulnerable place now that I it is. say it out loud. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to let your itself opinion. is vulnerable. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> it's a very vulnerable thing because if I'm going to trust you, then I have to open up. Well, so... So let's let's dissect that just a little bit, right? Because I'm real. I'm always interested in how we put emphasis on certain things like trust and belief and things like that. Mm-hmm. But don't we do that to a degree by nature of being alive, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I get, trusting right now that this floor is gonna hold me up. Yeah, exactly. But even even more detailed than that, when you get in your car, mm-hmm. you don't assume every other driver is just going to hit you and kill you. Right. You get in the car and be like, I'm going to the store. You don't say I'm getting in the car to be in this accident in 10 minutes because you trust that everyone else is going to follow the rules of the road Mm -hmm. to some degree. Right. So I think that's, it's interesting. Or is that belief? I believe they're going to follow the rules of the road. You see what I'm saying? I have to really dive into the definitions. That's one of those things that rattle around in my head sometimes. So, but yeah, I do agree that trust is, uh, now that we off that tangent, I do agree that trust is something that is very 
you do have to make yourself very vulnerable to to trust somebody yeah to any degree really not yeah. just uh to the the long degree of relationships truth but then truth or trust no i'm saying that's the truth what you were just saying babe I follow. <laughs> like we, that's how we talk to each other. Why are you questioning me? You got me thinking. Did I just use the wrong word? Nah. I mean, maybe, but that's how we talk. So. No, I just pulled the grandpa. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> so, um, did you have anything else you wanted to cover on unity? Unity. Um. No, I think that's pretty pretty good. Do we have uniform hobbies? Did we talk about that? Do we have uniform? I mean, we have hobbies of our own, but like music was a unifier in our early, well, uh, even still. Here's a good question. When I met you, I was a very avid gamer. Still am. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that? It didn't bother me. At all? No. There was only a few times when you would get to playing. And I would want to do something else, and I would do the, oh, can we just stop? But I grew up, I mean, we didn't never have the latest, greatest games of any kind, but we had games, and I enjoyed playing them. So it didn't bother me. Mm. Okay. Okay. So I guess that's back to not having to be the same. Right. Okay. And granted, like, you know, we would just play whatever games that we, <laughs> whatever games we got our hands on. And I enjoyed, like, you know, Mario and Sonic, things of that nature. Okay. Where you were more of the, you know, serious genres of gaming. Is this just, like, how you feel about serious cartoons? Yeah, I don't really like them. Not a fan. <laughs> and I love them. I think they're the best. Right. But, they're, I mean, I watch them every now and then, but... Mm-mm. Cartoons are supposed well, to be lighthearted and funny, like uh, Looney Tunes. Well, apparently, in our 23 years, I haven't hit a now or then when it comes to serious <laughs> cartoons. Because every time I turn one on, you're just like, why do you want to watch a serious cartoon? Yeah, but I'll watch it. I'll say that, but I'll sit and watch it. That's true. I've watched some of those serious Batman cartoons. I have. You have. I'm still going to give you the face, but you, <laughs> you have. I'm not going to deny you that. I mean, I didn't sit and enjoy it, but I did watch it. Crazy to me. I mean, they were, I'll I'll say this, all jokes aside, some of them did have interesting stories. It's just, in my mind, I associate cartoons with light and fun and funny. But you watch uh, CG movies, and some of them have, like, Up, the beginning of Up. The beginning of Up was tough but that was only like three minutes and then the rest of the movie had some very comical parts in it okay okay i don't have anything else to say about that because <laughs> up up was all i had that was my trump card yeah Just, i mean there's a couple of movies like that it's been a couple of cg movies that had yeah. some real serious it's usually the beginning they'd be like dang you had to do that <laughs> Like even that newest movie on Netflix, Animal Crackers, where the um the guy come in and burn the whole circuit yeah, down, yeah. and then he think his aunt and uncle died. You like, well, darn. That's how this thing started. <laughs> the whole movie. That's how we started now. They got this whole love story, and now it's like the circus burned down. You're like, well, then. 
they the circus burned out and you think they did mm-hmm. like all in once i mean spoiler alert they weren't however that's the insinuation of the beginning yeah i mean i feel like well maybe we're not the only ones that'll sit and watch you know animated movies i mean if you don't sit and watch animated movies even as an adult you're missing out on some great movies and some great storytelling i agree with that yes well, yeah, anyway it's... we've kind of been a little jumpy today yeah it's fine we can but it was we good can... though it's just like our relationship some days you have days where you just right on track and everything's swimming and some days you just bounce around a little bit but guess what and you still end up right on the road still yeah so and you still, still on track you just bounced around a little bit Mm-hmm. You don't have to be so rigid, right? That's right. So this seems this seems like a fun episode. Yeah, I had a good time with it. That's good. That's we gonna play PlayStation after this. Maybe, I don't know, because whenever we talk about video games, and you specifically, I'm just reminded of the Tekken debacle of two thousand three. <laughs> It was um, it was before that. Whatever. We were were we married? Yes, we were married. Oh, it so happened maybe it was. Oh, it happened in North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. 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 Um, we're not <laughs> we're not gonna talk about it. I'm going you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna talk to my therapist about it. Maybe I'm harboring something because <laughs> of that. Maybe maybe I got some. Oh, you got some, some underlying yeah, animosity. Maybe something stuck in there because of that. It don't oh, make no man. sense. One yeah. one day we'll share that story with the with the audience. Yeah. Once once I let me get a couple of therapy sessions done and then maybe I'll be I'm okay. Shocked. I okay might have already talked about it with mine. So mm-hmm. then. well, that's good for you because <laughs> <laughs> I have it with mine. <laughs> hmm. Oh man. Well, this has been a great episode, everyone. Thanks yes, for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Find us on Instagram nine seven podcast. And rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts, yeah, 9-7, and uh, Google Podcasts, because Google Music went away, strangely enough. Mm-hmm. So, on Google Podcasts, Spot- and Spotify? Spotify, Stitcher, and probably... All those other places you any- find us. Yep. Anywhere you find your podcast, please rate and review us. We appreciate it. Awesome sauce. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys.